This podcast might as well be called We Told You So, Morons. Fact check team this is what they came up with. Cities that called to defund police grappling with crime surge boost police funding amid staffing shortfalls. Huh. Is this shocking? Are you shocked that those cities that called for defunding the police, my fine city here had the genius concept of defunding the police by 50%. Now we're scrambling to get enough police officers. Hey, let's, let's give them a raise down in Portland. They are increasing overtime to double. We're handing out $30,000 bonuses, whatever we can do to get, you know, get some more police into our systems. But just a few short years ago, the morons that came up with defunding the police. Yeah. All of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Mm, no, that's that, that didn't work out. Shocking. We told you so. Let's get into it. Let's get into the details. Here we go. Yeah, the whole, the whole concept of defunding the police. If you have something to put the money into that is equal then or better than our current system of policing and public safety, I'll listen to it. I'll listen to what you got. But here's what you got. You got a whole lot of nothing. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to fund some more social workers. And I think we need more social workers. I think we need people to evaluate all the crazy homeless people we've got on the streets, wildly addicted to drugs. We need more social workers to cover that end of things. But when the bad man comes, do you want a 55-year-old, not physically fit social worker to be handling one of these crazy drugged out folks assaulting somebody on our fire, on our, on our streets? Is that what you want? I don't. But then again, you know, I kind of saw this for what it was, which is defunding the police is a terrible idea and it remains a terrible idea. And this, <laughs> I mean, here's your sign, right? In the wake of escalating violent crime, some cities across the nation that previously cut police funding are reconsidering their stance. Remember the whole wide stance thing? I, I, I've just got a really wide stance. If you know that reference, you know that reference. Nah, I wasn't, I wasn't hitting on the dude in the stall next to me. I just got a wide stance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. In the wake of George Floyd's murder by Minneapolis police officers in 2020, activists across the country called for cuts in funding to increasingly militarized police departments, with the funds then being redistributed to other public safety programs like those for mental health and social services. You know, the militarized police departments, that's because they're going up against domestic terrorists. They're going up against drug dealers. They're going up against nut jobs detonating bombs here in Seattle. You know? So militarized? No. They're just, they're arming themselves in a way that they need to, to, to deal with just the utter sheer nonsense that's going on out there. The push by activists led to budget cuts for police departments in several major U.S. cities, notably Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> poster child for, yeah, here's what not to do. In fact, it's gotten so bad in DC that they're looking for a little National Guard help. Ah, we need some help up in here. Chicago, same thing. NAACP is saying, hey, we need to declare this an emergency. This is wildly out of control. Our city is just 
off the hook with, you know, crime and gunshots and murder. You see, Washington, D.C. City Council sanctioned a $15 million cut in police funding in 2020. However, as crime has surged, city officials, including Mayor Muriel Bowser, oh, what a genius, and members of the city council have advocated for increased police presence. You mean it didn't work out? It didn't go in the way that you thought it might? Which way did you actually think it would go? Did you think public safety would get better as you take more funds away from policing and give it to social workers and give it to programs? And again, I am not opposed to funding needed programs because I think you need a ton of that. But at the front end of that, you need some cops too. And you whacked away at the cop count and you demonized policing. And here you are. Now you're like, oh, good Lord, that progressive idea didn't really work out, did it? Hmm, this isn't going in the right direction. Anywho, let's get some more cops up in here. That's literally what this podcast is. Council member Treon White, Democrat from Ward 8, even called for National Guard assistance. You got to get the guard up in here. We need the guard. Remember when Trump was going to send in the guard and everybody's like, oh, we can't have that. That would be terrible. That would be awful. We don't need the National Guard. We don't need them overstepping their boundaries. Uh, now, never mind. Yeah, we do. Bring the damn guard up. We need some help. <laughs> Notably, some of the same council members who once supported the budget cut now endorse boosting funding. What? What? What was that? You're now endorsing funding? But all your ultra-left constituents were like, defund the police, greatest concept ever. What happened to you kowtowing to them? What happened there? Where did that end up? Yeah, nowhere. Because it didn't work. It's a terrible idea. And you've got this rise in criminal activity. And cities that defunded their police, they're being impacted the most. And one of the things that I always said right from the get-go is the people that are going to be most impacted are the people that can least afford to have this impact them. The folks at the lower socioeconomic rungs of society. And that's who's getting whacked. So, is that progress? Very progressive of you. Yeah. Is that progress? Mm. Got my opinions on that, right? So do you. The latest statistics from the D.C. area show violent crime is up by 37% in 2023. <laughs> That's horrible. It's just horrible. It's just horrible. So far, com uh, compared to the previous year, while homicides have surged by 25%. You know what? And a lot of the statistics, I think, are wildly underreported. Wildly underreported because people have given up reporting things. They're like, ah, this is just normal now. This is just what we deal with. And so your, your criminal statistics, don't look at that. Look at what the reality is. Like in San Francisco, that's mostly a safe city. Well, if you look at the murder rate compared to other cities, but if you look at the number of businesses that have left, if you look at the number of citizens that have left in Portland, if you look at the number of, you know, millionaires that have left, and I'm not trying to push for, you know, the 1%. I'm just saying, hey, people have the ability to move on out. They're doing that. The ones who can't, they're being impacted. And they're being impacted on a, a far greater scale. So homicides surged 25%. But this trend isn't limited 
to Washington, D.C. In a similar vein, New York and Los Angeles initially reduced police funding in 2020, only to reverse the decision a year later. Remember that? Remember that? Like almost immediately, criminal activity just kind of spiked up, right? And that's not necessarily all due to defunding of the police. But you had a bunch of other stuff go on. You had various propositions. You had various ways the police were no longer able to chase down criminals. So you got a lot of stuff that in California, you got Proposition 47, where if it's under 950 bucks of stolen goods, it's a misdemeanor. It's no longer a felony. You've got all these things that have worked together to basically just take crime and, you know, make it skyrocket. Meanwhile, the defund the police contingent is kind of just silenced over in the corner because even here in Seattle, our mayor, our mayor, Jenny Durkin, she, she was not on board with that because, you know, she had a lot of faults and I, she did a lot of stuff that I was like, no, what are you doing there? What, what, what are you even thinking? Chop Chaz given, you know, given away a precinct to Antifa and Black Lives Matter, a militant domestic terror group. I mean, that's what we had in the summer of 2020. That's what, you know, peaceful protests. Hmm. Peaceful protests that caused how many billions of dollars of damage across the U.S.? Those peaceful protesters? Okay. All right. I'm listening. You know? And the the whole concept of defund the police by 50%. What did you think would happen? What did you think would happen? Yeah. Here we are. Here's your sign. So, in Austin, Texas, police budget cuts of around 30% in 2021 were short-lived. As state-level legislation barred such reductions, leading to a 50% boost the following year. Hey, guys, guys, we need a team meeting. Yeah, that big decline that we asked for in the budget of the police. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to chip them in 50% more. Because it was necessary. It was necessary to meet the demand in criminal activity, right? Meanwhile, Baltimore's journey involves a seesaw of cuts and increases. Initially, $22 million was shaved from the police department's budget, followed by an almost $15 million increase. Oh, yeah. Just, this didn't work out. Do you see the pattern here? Do you see what I'm getting at here? Defund the police was just this ideological, progressive set of nonsense. And then the minute it's put in action, good Lord, the results there. Oh, good. Oh, man. That wasn't good. Yeah. We tried it. Guys, it didn't work out. Therefore, let's throw the police some more money. Let's increase those budgets. The city's proposed 2024 budget contemplates a 2.5% rise supported by federal and state funds. While cities are increasing their budgets to strengthen public safety measures, Police staffing shortages remain an issue because nobody wants to be a cop because all of you dumbasses out there who are defund the police, greatest concept ever, even though we're not really thinking through any of this, you guys made it the deal where nobody wants to be a cop. And so now we're lowering our standards. And you know what's going to happen when you lower standards? You're going to get a bunch of new kids in there who are going to do the exact same damn things that happened with George Floyd, period. That's the way I see it, because you reduce the standards to the point where you've got people in there that you didn't used to allow into the the police academy. And this is this is everywhere. 
This is everywhere. This is not just Seattle or LA or New York City. This is everywhere. You don't have, you've demonized policing as a profession. And so nobody wants to go into that industry. Plus people saw what happened to the police during all of this crazy nonsense where I oh, defund the police, greatest concept ever. According to the National Police Association, nine out of 10 police departments across the country are dealing with staffing shortfalls. The so-called defund the police movement appears to have played a significant role in exacerbating this decline. Now, from my understanding in talking with police officers that have been in the industry for decades, you know, a lot of them close to three decades, most of them will say, hey, this has been ongoing for the last 15, 20 years. You've had budgets that you, we haven't expanded the budgets to include more police officers. And so you're working it with shortened levels of officers to begin with. It's been, you know, short, 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 short. And now you've had a bunch of cops quit, make lateral moves elsewhere away from departments that went through the whole rigmarole and shenanigans of defund the police. And now they're sitting there going, oh man, we've got a real staffing shortfall. What are we going to do? Let's raise their, let's raise their, their overtime to double. Literally what Mayor Ted down in, in Portland is doing. He's Mayor Ted in Portland stood shoulder to shoulder with Antifa and Black Lives Matter during their, you know, their summer of love where they tried to burn the federal buildings, you know, and, and now Mayor Ted is having to kind of go full circle. And he's like, yeah, that's that, 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 that didn't really work. We need some more cops up in here. And the only way we're not able to get police into the academy fast enough to produce enough police officers. So you're spread thin. What do you do? You ask the existing cops to work overtime. Well, what's it going to take to incentivize them? Double, double pay overtime. I mean, now you got a bunch of cops that are just worked around the clock. And do you want that for your public safety? I particularly don't. But this is where we sit. We do not have a solution for this short term. There is no solution because you've demonized policing and you've made it an industry where people like, yeah, I, 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 yeah, becoming a cop. I, I don't, I don't think so. Nah, nah, I, I, I watched the whole summer of love. I saw what happened there. Hard pass. No go. I want to keep my friends. I don't want people to hate me. I don't want people to tell me to go kill myself. And that's literally what that was all about, right? Just all of a sudden blaming all police officers for the actions of a very tiny percentage wise few. According to Chief Robert Bage from the Walton, Fort Walton Police Department, the recruitment problem has been brewing for 20 years. Addressing the issue head on, some police agencies are offering signing bonuses as incentives. The problem is, is a signing bonus isn't going to move the needle. It's not even going to move the needle a little bit. It's just not. If you're a cop, you're already on board with your department, wherever that may be, right? You just are. You're not. Yeah, nobody's gonna. Nobody's hired me so far. Therefore, I'll just uh, yeah keep looking. No, it's like appraisers. I haven't been able to hire a new appraiser for how many years? Because there's just not enough of them in the pipeline, and training them is a total nightmare and legal liability. Slightly different circumstances than policing, but you've made it very difficult to become an appraiser. Now you don't have enough appraisers. Guess what? Fees go through the roof. And signing bonuses for police officers, 
only going to go so far and you're not going to bring on any any real significant numbers because they're just not out there employable. So according to the Police Executive Research Forum, 38% of police agencies they surveyed are offering signing bonuses. That has become the norm. It's not, oh, wow, we're doing something great here. That's what you have to do to be competitive. And even then, you're not bringing people in because signing bonus of how much? I was reading uh, last night, what police department was it? There was a handful of them. It might have been San Francisco. They're with overtime. It was. It was San Francisco. There was a handful of police officers that made over half a million dollar. Their base pay would be like 140, 150 grand, and then the rest is overtime. I mean, those people are earning it, but half a million in overtime? I mean, there's, there is demand for way more police officers within the system, right? For instance, the Washington, D.C. Police Department is extending a $25,000 hiring bonus coupled with $6,000 in rental assistance. That's another thing. In cities where you defunded the police, oftentimes their real estate market is really expensive. They are expensive cities to live in. Take San Francisco, Portland, Seattle. Why would you become a cop here if you can become a cop for a little less money somewhere? Get a decent signing bonus, but their housing cost is way less. Why wouldn't you do that? You would. So you don't come to Seattle. You don't come to Portland. You don't go wherever. It's, you know, the folks that are going there, they've got their various reasons for why. But across the board, that is not a thing. We're bringing in cops in droves here. So in a bid to broaden the recruitment pool, certain states like Illinois and California are opening up police officer positions to non-citizens authorized to work in the U.S. I'm sure that will work out just fine. We can trust those folks. No problem. Right? Right? Take all of those standards for policing, reduce them incredibly. And then what are you going to end up with? Are you going to end up with a really strong police force that's going to provide the public safety throughout your state, your communities that you need? I'd have to say, mm, no, but that's, that's the direction these states are going to go in. So, you know, you've been warned. You knew the defunding the police thing was just a brain dead idea. And it just literally was. I mean, you had to be brain dead to think that was going to end up, you know, in a positive manner. And I've got folks that say, yeah, we really need to reallocate the funding. Get enough cops in there. So you've got public safety somewhat squared away. At least enough cops based on FBI statistics for a department to operate comfortably for a city the size of the population. Get that down. All right. Then talk about you know, all right, we need to spend some more money on, you know, that uh, social worker so that they can go out and take that 911 call instead of, the, instead of the police officers having to deal with all those calls because every now and then they might shoot a crazy person. I mean, that's literally what we're talking about, right? And you know what? Oftentimes, investigation, grand jury investigation, after investigation, after investigation, the cop is justified in doing his job. Sometimes her job, her job, his or her job. Sometimes you got to take a nut job out and you know what? You have a social worker in there. Maybe that social worker gets taken out. So do you want that? Do you want that? I don't particularly. So there's going to be collateral damage when you have dumped out your mental institutions and you've allowed drugs to be as prevalent as they are. You're going to have, 
you're going to have some conflict and sometimes somebody's going to have to pull out their gun and, you know, solve the situation, take care of the situation. That's going to happen. You're going to have that. And people are going to say, ah, but we just need more social workers. Whatever. All right. However, critics of the incentives raise concerns about potential long-term security risks associated with these policies. We've got so many policies going on right now that are just absolutely sideways. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> this, this whole defund the police. I mean, <laughs> when that became a thing, I was like, oh, this is going to be exciting. This is going to be wild to watch because my city didn't. Bellevue, we did not defund our police department. We kind of sat back and went, well, you know, we're going to. We're just going to let the see the, the left, left radicals over there in Seattle. We'll just kind of see how this goes. Not well. It, it didn't end up well. It was, you know, it was train wreck. The summer of love just became a, uh, yeah, out of control, just, you know, poisonous event that was super toxic and made Seattle laughing stock of the world. Hey, you see what's going on in Seattle? I remember one time at, um, and I have mistakenly mentioned multiple times that CHOP ended August 1st. And I just had it in my head. It was a longer event than like three weeks because it started kind of like first weekend in June, some somewhere in there. And it only went to July 1st. It was boom, done and over. It happened and boom, it was over before it could, you know, really gestate into, into something crazy. All right. So there's, there's kind of your, there's your synopsis. And we've done podcasts on some of these early on because you know what happened? We had that whole defund the police movement and then it just basically went radio silent. It went, it went radio silent as crime spiked almost immediately. That whole defund the police. You still see idiots in Seattle with their signs up. Defund the police. Take that down. Take that down. You're a moron. Take your effing sign down. It didn't work. It doesn't work. Don't be a jackass. Take your sign down. You're an idiot. I mean, that's what I always come to think of when I see those. I'm like, what a loser. You know, you're a loser for putting that sign up because it's just, it's, it's so ridiculous. But so early on, we saw you know, all these departments. You know what? We need more funding. So this is kind of that synopsis of yeah, it, it didn't really work out. The whole progressive notion of defunding the police that came up with big zeros, worse than zeros, because society went backwards as far as public safety went. And now we spent all this time playing catch up and now you don't have enough cops. And so how'd that work out for you? Defund the police supporters. How'd that work out for you? Mm, that's what I'm going to leave you with. Thanks so much for being here. I'll catch up with you on the next one. Bye for now.